Welcome to Excel Leadership, an organization devoted to navigating enterprise on the high seas. Core values, core leadership, and core training. Dr. Bill Purvis is the leader of one of America's megachurches, a highly sought after motivational speaker, and founder and CEO of Excel Leadership. Businesses and industries today spend enormous amounts of money on training and wonder why they aren't seeing the results of these expenditures. Excel Leadership delivers results. Excel Leadership challenges you to grow in your personal life, leadership skills, and alignment of core values to achieve your maximum potential. Let's listen in as Bill speaks to a live audience of people just like you who are eager to grow in their leadership skills. This is Rodney Brooks. Rodney, come up here for just a moment. I think Rick's going to, uh, there's a microphone right here. Rodney is with uh, Ashland, and I'm so blind, I, I don't want to pronounce it right, but uh, and it's Ashland Distri Distribution Company. That's correct. And, uh, and, and they, they're, if you look at all the products up here, that's kind of what they touch. I looked up there, I said, what, we give away Ho-Hos and Cokes and Doritos? And I thought, well, you know, did we go down the hallway and just empty a machine or something? And uh, discovered that those are some of the products that Rodney's going to tell you about. But his company, and, and just on a personal note, I've known Rodney for many years, uh, wonderful guy, tremendous administrator. If you give Rodney a project, he can get it done. And so uh, I've always respected the fact he's a great follow-through guy and, uh, and, and a man of his word. And so he's going to tell you about what their company does, what their business does, and perhaps how you could also take advantage of some of their services. So, Rodney, you know much more about your business than I do, so you have Thanks. it and tell us about it. Thanks, Bill. Um, Ashland is probably known from the 1920s as Ashland Oil, and we basically a refinery-type process. Some market names would be Valvoline, Marathon, uh, APAC, the largest paving company in the North America we own. And I'm, I'm the sales manager for this region, and I cover different products. And instead of, you know, giving you all the products, I gave you just a snippet of some of the end-use products that we touch. Uh, for, of course, Coke and Doritos and Windex and sometimes chemicals, which we're in the chemical industry, they get boxed in. And it's not necessarily a chemical as it is a, like vitamin C. We, we sell a lot of vitamin C. It's also known as ascorbic acid. So just to give you a mindset of some of the end-use products, and I wanted you to kind of get a mindset of Ashland. We touch a lot of things. We're a Fortune 500 company. Um, when in this market, we sell to anywhere from the Dodge Viper front ends years ago to like uh, Easy Go golf carts mm -hmm. and also Michelin tires. And uh, so I touch a lot of those customers. If you need to get a hold of me, I got some information after the, the luncheon here. Be glad to give you a packet of information and uh, love to, to get a hold of you. And the numbers will be in. I'll give you some cards and uh, introduce you to Ashland. How long have you been with that company? I've been in the chemical industry for about 13 years with Ashland for five. Okay. And the home office is based in Dublin, Ohio, outside of Columbus, Ohio. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, there's some applications you might have, and you can get with your buyers or some of you, uh, the high-end people that's in here, get with your buyers and give them to call us. You'll be surprised where there's a raw material you might purchase or have an application for. Okay. So, so if they had a particular need in their area, all they need to do is just talk to you and say, that's you know, correct. Set me up and tell me what I can do and, or how I can do business with you. That's correct. I have several staff that surround me that's a lot better capable than I am. And uh, for Valvolina, the different divisions we carry, get the sales rep to contact you. Okay. So now, what do you like about working with this company that you're with now? Very unique company. Um, I like it because they're so diversified. It's a stable environment. And we're very deep pockets. It's, uh, 
It's somebody that you, you can touch and actually feel, you can see from the different diversities that the company has. And mm-hmm. I think the name recognition is huge. Yeah. And so our exposure is big, but when you deliver, it always right. comes through. And this I lead, I'd, I'd also say the leadership principles has helped me in my success. Mm-hmm. In Excel, I've, I've been a member a long time, and it's great. Yeah. So. Thank you for that plug there. We'll yeah. put that in. You, you can have some Doritos for that. That's <laughs> a, uh, you got it. But uh, I was surprised at the number of products that their one company touches. And uh, that, that, was, that was beyond what I thought. We sell 14,000 products. There's no way I can be a master of all. So, again, surrounding yourself with people, as you teach us, is a thing to do. Mm-hmm. Better than you. That's what I do. Yeah. I'm right. not capable. You know, if they're better than me, it's, it's better success. So you see me afterwards. Enjoy the race tickets. Hosp- hospitality packages included. Course Describe the race tickets, too, because so I, I may not have done a good job. No, you're fine. These are uh, grandstand tickets and also the hospitality package. If you've ever been to Atlanta, it's only about 250,000 people, so it's a huge event. If, you're not a ra- if you are a race fan, I don't have to tell you anything. But if you're not, try it out because it's unique. Uh, it's a huge growing sport, and Valvoline is a huge sponsor of Valvoline Racing. So see me afterwards, and I'll explain to you, tell you what to do, what not to do. But of course, uh, it may help you. So, That's the right. VIP treatment there, I promise you. You'll be spoiled when you take that kind of trip. Thank you, Rodney. Enjoy Great job. Thanks, All right. And I hope you'll see him right afterwards if there's any service that you're inquiring about and you say, do you help with this area? Particularly if you're looking at cutting costs or wanting to bid some stuff or whatever. I think he could be a big help to you there. The lesson today, we're going to touch it today, is going to be on uh, four essentials for growth. While you're turning there, let me mention to you, those of you that are golfers, uh, Cascade Hills is doing a golf tournament on Friday. If you'd like more information about it, uh, you, could, uh, you could see one of the staff out here today. But they're doing a golf tournament on this Friday. And, uh, and I guess Gary Head's back here. You could, how do you register for that? Who, well, they need to see you, right? Okay, you can go to the Sportatorium or see Gary Head right there if you want to be a part of the golf tournament and, uh, and be a good chance to meet some folks. And uh, you can tell your boss, look, we've got to go do some business on the golf course. And, you know, if that flies, you might get something out of it. The, uh, today we're going to talk about for a moment four essentials for growth. If I want to grow, I need these four things. And I think all of us do. That's the reason we're here. Uh, and, and so here's some things that we need to do if we're going to grow. Uh, and we say this, personal growth begins with the realization that, number one, or, or first blank, growth is not automatic. It's not automatic. I had a guy one time that told me, he said, well, Bill, I don't understand it. He said, you know, you just kind of keep moving along. And, and, and I've been in ministry 20 years myself. And, and uh, he said, I got 20 years experience. And I said, no, no, you got one year experience. He said, pardon me? And I said, yeah. I mean, he moves every year. Every time the chance comes that there's a problem or an opportunity to work through, he just pack up his bags and move. I said, see, I've got 20 years' experience. you got one year of experience 20 times. Growth is not automatic. It's not going to just come by sitting in one place. You have to do something. And so that's the first thing. The second is growth is intentional. Uh, it, it's the, the desire that you say, I want to do this. I, I choose to do this above other things. All of us only have the same amount of hours in a day and the same amount of projects perhaps we get involved with. But we have to decide, I'm going to cheat some things. I'm not going to do these things, and I am going to do these things. And, and if you do that, uh, that helps you then to decide it's, it's a purpose that I'm for. The third we say is growth is our responsibility. It's nobody else's responsibility but your own first. Your responsibility is to desire a growth. And uh, so I mentioned here, without a personal growth plan, 
then you're leaving growth up to chance. And chances are you won't reach your full growth potential. And we all know that to be true. We say the essentials for pers personal growth are the same as the essentials for physical growth. And so we're going to learn about that. But my hope is that we can put within us the same thing I think you already have. I want to fan the flame a little bit today and help us to decide that in our lives, we want to be growing. We never want to stop. When we stop, the organization stops. When we stop, the sales stop. When we stop growing, everything around us comes to our pace. But if, on the other hand, we begin to choose the pace that we say, I'm going to intend to grow. And there are ways you can do that. Uh, men, I'll, I've got a million ways I, I do it. One is, I mentioned, uh, for men and women, I never get my automobile and crank the car before I have a tape or a CD with me. I mean, all the time, I'm listening on a regular basis. Some of you are doing that with the Excel program. That's the reason I did that, by the way. I did that because I wanted it to help some people grow, and then others bought it, and others bought it, and began to go from there. And companies now take it and use it as their own method of how they, they tell people between the time you drive from your home to work or as you travel down the road, listen to a tape, listen to a CD. Uh, for men, what I did many years ago, when I was, a, when I was just, uh, just, just married, my wife would take me shopping with her, and, you know, we're not good at shopping. Uh, we, we believe in conquering, and they believe in just hunting and browsing. And, and I would go shopping, and the first couple of times I thought, now we're going to go see a marriage counselor if we do this long. Because she tells me, I want to go buy a red dress. We get over there, and she starts looking at blue or black dresses. And I'm just going nuts, you know. You said red. Why are we looking at blue or black? The reds are over there. And, and then I learned that for them it was different. Men have to go and conquer and bring it home and bag it and stuff it and mount it over the fireplace. That's the way we are. Women, they, they could be content just walk through the stuff and come back home, and it was nice, but they don't have anything in the bag. And, and so I decided years ago, every time she said, would you go shopping with me, I would go pick up a book. And I always got a leadership book. And I would sit down, and while she was in there, and she was trying on something, how's this look? That looks great. And I'm reading. And I'm constantly doing that. And to this day, if I go to a doctor's office, wherever I go, whatever I'm doing, there's always a book in hand. If I'm in an automobile, there's a tape or a CD. But the point is, you want to constantly be growing. And, and when you don't, what happens is, is you plateau. Now, if those same principles for eating and taking care of the physical body are true uh, for personal growth, then let's decide what they are, okay? Number one, personal growth depends on what we eat. Personal growth depends on what we eat. And you know that. Uh, when, when I, before I had a heart bypass, I, man, I could just eat anything and never think about it. And then all of a sudden, when they take a black and decker and they cut your heart open and, you know, your chest open, they crack you like a, like a chest of drawers and go in and do that work. It's so painful. From then on, you start eating different. I eat a lot of fish now. I eat so much fish now that I can swim better. And so it, uh, it, it, it changed. But what happens is, it's your growth is dependent on what you eat. Now, we say, if you don't feed the body over the course of time, you'll die. If you stop feeding your mind and stretching your abilities, your personal growth will be stunned too. You ever been with people that, uh, and, and here's what I find. I'll bring people into my relationships. The other day, somebody said, well, Bill, you don't hang out with so-and-so anymore. And I said, nah, we, we really don't. And, and he said, well, he asked me why. He said, man, Bill and I used to just be real close, and he said, and now Bill don't, don't run with me much more. And uh, he said, why? And I said, well, why don't he ask me? He said, he's, he's afraid of the answer. And I said, he's done nothing wrong, nothing bad. I like him. We're friends. 
He said, well, what's the deal? And I said, our relationship went stale. And my friend said, what do you mean by stale? I said, he never brought me anything new to the table anymore. I mean, if we're going to go to the table, I learned a long time ago, if I'm going to go to the table with Mike right here, I'm going to bring you something. My whole goal is you and I don't go to lunch or breakfast without me bringing something to you. I'm gonna, it'll be a book or an idea or a thought or something. I'm going to bring something to that relationship so that when he leaves, he says, I was with Bill today at lunch. Hey, guess what he told me? Guess what I learned? Guess what he gave me? And I said, and I got to where every time we was in a relationship together, it was always give, 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 but I never got anything back. So do I like him? Sure. Is he a nice person? Yeah. But he kind of chose to quit growing. And when he chose to quit growing, I chose that I need to start going to lunches and breakfasts with people that want to grow. Now, does that sound cruel? I hope not. But, but I believe that life is so short that if I don't determine to grow, I could find myself in all kinds of relationships that bring nothing of value. And, 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 and some people want to live at that level. And if they do, that's fine. But I don't. And, and I don't think you do either. I think you want to be in a relationship with people that you say, man, that was a great exchange. You know, the relationship, and you probably look at your life and you'll say, you know what? That's the word for the relationship I've had with some. We started off good, and then it got stale. And, and so if that happens, then I would encourage you to work through it or build some relationships with some folks that are really on the growth pattern. The uh, French, uh, famous French writer once said, uh, there are people whose clocks stop at a certain point in their life. Have you ever seen something like that? I mean, you meet them, and they're right where they were four years ago, five years ago. They never press through anymore. Uh, it's the same old problem they had five years ago. They just, they never seem to go beyond. And so I mentioned that, uh, or, or, or the question we have is, would people say about your life that your clock's still running, or, or would they say that we hit the snooze button a long time back? And I hope that all of us would say, man, my clock's still running. That snooze button's not even in the thought. And so we mentioned here that you've got to eat right. Now you also, though, Another statement we've got is, you won't be healthy if you exist off mental junk food. You know, garbage in, garbage out. You've got to decide what you want, what you want to take in. Uh, not everything you read, not everybody you listen to, not every tape or CD you listen to is of equal value. Now, they may be equal length. You know, it may still be an hour tape or whatever, but they may not be of equal value. I decided when I started reading books or listening to tapes, I said, if I get one good idea, then, then that helped me. Personally, I've always said, if I can get one good idea a day, it's been a good day. And it don't have to be my idea, by the way. I'll take your idea. You know, if you meet me first thing in the morning, you got a good idea, I just say, hey, it's a good day. You know, I already just got me a good idea today, and I thank you for it. But I don't want to go to bed at night without some type of good idea, good thought. And, and, but I've got to watch what I take in. And if I just take in stuff that is mind-numbing, doesn't mean anything came across a little book, a little uh, a magazine. Didn't stay on the market long, but uh, it was a magazine that uh, a couple years ago I was in this professor's office, and I was looking through some of his stuff, and we were going to lunch, and, and, and so he was making some calls and tidying up, and I just started looking through some pamphlets, and he had this little brochure, and it had, it had uh, mental floss was the name of it. And I looked at it, and then it had some of the greatest ideas. I said, where'd you get this? He said, I don't even think they, they print that anymore. He said, you can have it, and, uh, and I took it. And it just had hundreds of good little ideas, and it was the academic world, but they called it mental floss. And I thought, wasn't that a good term? You know, just like you floss your teeth, you say, clean out your brain sometime, put something new up there. The, uh, here's what we notice. 
Uh, in the next blank, personal growth is like eating again. It's a lifelong process. You can't say, well, I started growing and I stopped. It's got to be, I started and I decided I would continue. It, I, I got on, that's why I encourage you, get a plan. Get books or tapes or CDs or something that you're going with and, and put in your life people that are growing. Have people around you that you know, those people are always fresh. They're always on the edge. They're always there. If you'll put those people around you, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. That is that, that those kind of people, while they're on fire, it'll help catch you on fire. Uh, I have a friend who used to work out a lot. I mean, he would, he'd enter these contests. Anytime I was with him, I mean, anytime I was with him, I'd go home and I'd, I'd want to hit the weights. And, and I used to say, I don't watch, you know, I'll never look like that. But, but something about being around this guy that, you know, when he'd say, would you pass the salt, you know, and biceps, triceps, salt, you know, I'd say, man, how does he do that? You know, and, and of course, I noticed that's the way he pointed for anything, you know, whatever you ask for, it's over there, you know, and, and, uh, and but, but I would be around him just a little while, I'd catch it. Or I'll be around somebody that, that buys and sells and trades stocks. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm looking at the stock page. And so whatever you're around, the people you're around, they will have an influence on your life. So I get to choose to put around me some people that I know they want to grow. That's one of the ways to keep growing. We also mentioned the second one, though. We said the per personal growth depends on what we eat, but personal growth depends on how often we exercise. Now, uh, it's easy to come up with excuses, you know, on physical exercise, you know, uh, and the reason for that is going to be, it's going to cost us something. And you know that I, I walk on a treadmill every night and I've never learned to enjoy it yet. Okay. Not once. Uh, somebody gave me this CD and they said, listen to this. It was this guy that was a great leadership teacher. And he said, Arnold Schwarzenegger told him or told uh, or said, didn't tell him, but just said it, said, you can hit a level in exercise where it's better than sex. I ain't never hit that level, okay? <laughs> I think I'm a long way from that level. Because I'm, I'm telling you, I've hit that level that's near death before where, where I've said, oh, gee whiz, you know. And, uh, and, and, but, but their exercise physically is the same as what you have to do in that personal growth area. And uh, there's some ways, there's some things it's going to cost you if you're going to make yourself get on a growth plan. Here's, here's uh, from A to F. A is time. It's going to cost you time. There are going to be certain times you say, I've got to listen to this. I file stuff. I, I, you don't want me in your office because I will, I will rip up your magazines. It's just a habit. I, have, I hired a lady one time. She worked for us for about two days. She said, I've never seen so much stuff in my life. I, this is beyond. And she quit. And, uh, and the worst thing was she worked at a trauma center before she came here, and she thought that was easier. <laughs> so so I, sometimes we burn out good people. But literally, if I, if I pick up a magazine and I see a good article, I will tear it out. And then I'll immediately write at the top of it, leadership or stewardship or divorce or death or whatever. I'll write on the top of it how to file it. And then every day I walk in and on my desk, I'll just throw a file full of stuff. And they'll take those files and they'll go file them. And, and the secretary will come in, she'll take them, she'll file them according to where they are. And I've got probably 100,000 files at a minimum of just any subject you want. Now, if you walk up and say, hey, you got to speak in five minutes on this particular subject, teenage suicide. 
in five minutes, I can walk in there and pull a file that I've been pulling out for years. If I see it today, I throw one in there. I've been pulling out for years, so it's already there. The gun's loaded. And I can pull it out. And while, while they're preparing the introduction, I can look through and find enough facts. That's why my problem is not having more info. My problem is that, uh, that I don't have enough people around me that want to do the nasty job of filing all that stuff. But the truth is, is it takes time. So that's one. Two is discipline. You have to put yourself in a mindset of discipline. How much time do I devote to wanting to grow personally? The third is change. I may have to change some old habits. There's certain things that we do. It's easy to watch TV for long hours. The other night, I, I knew I wanted to listen to a particular tape that somebody had sent me. And it was really a good tape. And I listened to just a few moments of it, and the phone was interrupting. And I came in, I sat down, and I flipped on the TV. And there was just a bunch of, and, and, and it's some good stuff. I like Everybody Loves Raymond, stuff like that. But there was one or two shows that I thought, I don't want to waste an hour of my life. I mean, I could use that hour doing something, talking to somebody and adding value to their life. And, and then I thought, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. And I jumped up, just walked in there, put on a headset, got on a treadmill, put in that tape, walked two miles and listened to that tape, and came away with a ton of ideas. Four or five times I wanted to stop the treadmill and say, let me write this down. And I had to just tell myself, remember those thoughts but as soon as I get off. Now, when I came back in the room, the TV was still running. That same show or one akin to it was still going on. I wouldn't have learned one thing sitting there, but I was able to pick up some stuff and help the heart as well doing something different. And so you have to be willing to make change. Uh, D is loneliness. It'll cost you in personal growth loneliness because of this. Not everybody wants to grow. A lot of people just want to hang out. You know, and, and if, if you're young in your career, could I urge you to do something? Give it all you got now. There's that old rule called pay and play. And if you go into the business and they say, hey, guess what? We get to golf three days a week. And we get to play here and get to play there. I would encourage you to do this. And I started this. When we became, and I'll give it from a personal illustration so you see it. I believe you get to do both things in your life. The good part is both of them are going to come. You get to pay and you get to play. But you get to choose on which end of your life you get to put them. Do you pay on the front end and play on the back end? Or do you play on the front end and pay on the back end? When I became pastor here, we had 32 people on an Easter Sunday. Now, Easter is your highest day of the year, 32 people. And, and the first Monday morning, a pastor called me and said, listen, we want to invite you to come meet with us every Monday for lunch. And I said, and what do you do? He said, uh, well, we just have lunch. And I said, how long does it last? Well, about an hour and a half, two hours. I thought, man, y'all are slow eaters. And, uh, and he said, uh, but you need to come do that. You want to get in with the group. And he said, you're the smallest church in Columbus. And I said, that's right. And we were $60,000 in debt, the smallest church in Columbus. And so he said, listen, you really need this. Now, his perception of what I needed in mine was different. I thought, man, if we're the smallest church in town and we got $60,000 in debt, I don't need to be sitting at lunch for two hours. I need to be working. And so I got out and started working. I paid on the front end. Now, what's funny, funny, sad, is that now 20 years later, I run in the same group having their same lunches. And you know what they say? They say, oh, Bill's lucky. Let me tell you, I didn't find luck out there. It was just hard work. But what happened, now they say, oh, he gets to play. Well, sure, I paid on the front end. If you pay on the front end, you can play on the back end. But if you play on the front end, you've got to pay. And, and if you've ever seen somebody that 
wanted to go to college, but they, they didn't get a chance to early, and then they went later in life. There's a rule about paying later. When you pay later, the price is always greater. It, it changes. It, it costs more. There's more sacrifice you have to make because you've got kids and family and all the rest. And so I urge you, if, especially if you're young, learn to pay on the front end. Always pay today so you can play tomorrow rather than play then and hope that one day that, uh, that you'll get to, pay, uh, to play. The number E is this. Letter E is jealousy. Uh, sometimes the, the cost of personal growth is we can't handle the fact that people are going to get jealous of you. Let me just tell you, this is a fact of life. I'll give it to you from the, the preacher's side again, and then I'll, then I'll relate it to you in sales and all that. When we were that 32 and just were growing, everybody just put their arms around us. You know, I'd go in once a year, they had this annual thing where all the churches come together, and, and they'll give awards for who grew the most. Well, I didn't know that. And we came, and I went there just seeing what they were doing because I was green, didn't know a thing. And they got up and said, we want to recognize the fastest growing church in town. Wasn't the largest yet, but still the fastest. And so they gave me this little plaque thing. Well, that was fine. Well, that happened about three years in a row. And then suddenly one year, we did what nobody had ever heard of. We broke 100 people in baptisms. That's how many were baptized that year. Now, since then, we baptized about 600 a year or something like that. But, but at that time, it was 100 people, and nobody had ever done that. And I remember walking down the aisle, and people were going, oh, superstar, superstar, and saying ugly things. And I was thinking, what? What was the crime? All I did was do what you're supposed to do. You know, and, and then I learned that there are people that have that jealousy in them. They don't want to pay the price, but they also don't want you to either. You become top salesperson in your company. And you'll find out people that used to love you now, they're just a little threatened by that. And instead of it motivating, sometimes we think, well, if I, if I lead the pack, boy, they'll all love me. <laughs> no, you'll find out who your friends are. That's what will happen. You'll find out that... that Something about people that they would rather, they'd rather hear the bad than the good, you know? I, I told a group one time, I said, y'all would rather hear that I ran off with a secretary somewhere than that we do good each year, wouldn't you? I mean, they just feel better that way. And a lot of them would rather see you fail than succeed. So you'll battle with that. You know what will stop you? Everybody has a pain threshold in their life. That's how much pain they can tolerate. Everybody's got that. If you need everybody to affirm you and validate you and approve of you, that pain threshold that you have may prevent you from going beyond it. And so my, my encouragement is to you, learn to realize something. You're responsible for your life. Don't let anybody stop your dream. And, and regardless of how many people you have to lose to get where you're going, you just decide if they don't want to pay the journey, fine. They can get off the bus. God bless you. We enjoyed it when we was there. But I intend not to stop my life for anybody else because I only got one shot at this and one life. And if you'll do that, I promise you, in the end, you'll be able to help a lot of other people that really want to take the journey. The third, the last one there is the, the word risk. And, uh, and you're always going to have a risk. That's, that's part of it. It's a risk. It's risky when you get in the car and drive down the road. So everything's a risk. Don't let personal growth be something that, uh, that, that, that you don't do because you're afraid of risk. Let me give you number three. Number three is personal growth depends on how we educate ourselves. John Wooden said this. It's what you learn after you know it all that counts. And, and he's right. Uh, you know, you come out of school with the idea that, boy, that wait till this world meets me. And you know what the world says when you first come out of school? They say, oh, no, another one. You know, and, and so there's a, there's a place that we have to say, I've got to learn how to educate myself right. The key to learning, we mentioned, your blank years, the key to learning is being interested. You have to be the one interested. You have to hunger for it. 
It's got to be something new. I've always said this about problems. If you've got staff around you, um, they, don't, they don't fix a problem until they see there's a problem. It doesn't matter how much you see it. Doesn't, doesn't matter how much you say, you got a problem, we got a problem, don't matter. Until they say, we have a problem, it never gets fixed. So they have to see it. And, and so that they're, they're, usually the best way you see this, they have to have an interest, a hunger. Hungry people, hungry people, will, they don't complain. They, they are grateful. They have a way of doing You know, if a guy walked in off the street right now and we gave him a lunch, and, and this man says, I hadn't eaten in five days, and we set him a table and said, here, he wouldn't say, I'm not going to eat that. You don't have any salt on it. You know, I'm not going to eat that. You got the fork on the wrong side of it. You know, a hungry person is going to say, thank you. And, and when we get hungry, we'll, we'll find a way to grow. Uh, the, number four, personal growth depends on environment. And, and by that, if you're in a company where you're the leader and can set it, create an environment where people can grow. Uh, create an, uh, those of you that are bringing your staff with you, that's the smartest thing you do. Bring your staff each week because you want to be growing. The more you get them growing, the better off you are. Uh, that, that's part of it. Be in a company that provides growth. I've learned that many people, they say if it comes, all things being equal, I'd rather be in a company that's, that gives me an opportunity to grow than one that will give me more money. Because if I can grow, I can find the money. But if all they offer me is these perks, but I, but I feel frustrated every day, that's not the way I want to go to work. Now, we even mentioned there that the goldfish, if you put the goldfish in, a, in, in any size aquarium you want, he's going to grow to that. And that's the same thing with us. We will grow to the size of the people that we run with or the organization we're in or the things we listen to and take in. Uh, the other blanks are this. Your personal growth environment consists of three things. Relationships you foster. Cherish the relationships with the people that you know will add value to your life or that you can add value to their life. I met this morning, I mentioned every Wednesday, I take some guys to breakfast. And this morning I met with some guys and said, now, you guys are low maintenance. I said, how long have you been in the church? One guy said, 13 years. How long have you been? Eight years. I said, have we ever talked? They said, nope. <laughs> I said, I, I want to tell you, you, you are just low maintenance. They said, oh, if we can never do anything for you, you call me. Now, you know, what? these are great relationships. I mean, on that side, they're real low maintenance. They hadn't needed me, I hadn't needed them, but if I needed them, they'd be there. Now, if you've got to be with somebody that never brings something to it or takes it away all the time, you're going to be in trouble. The second is your attitude. That's another part of your personal growth. Your attitude and the attitudes of others, uh, those are going to be the things that keeps that temperature up. We talked about it last week. And then the third is the values you believe in. And so my encouragement to you today is, is, are these things. Be committed to developing relationships with growing people. Uh, number two is be committed to having a positive attitude. Be committed to the values that help you grow. And then I love what we put in the box, and that is, if you make no commitments, you make no difference. There comes a time that we have to say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to read this, listen to this. I'm going to put myself in the path where I can catch the fire, where I can learn some. And sometimes you'll learn from people you don't need to, I, you know, that you may not necessarily agree with. I, I'm trying to figure out four more years, the next four years of my life, and I'm saying, okay, I've got about three good options here. And the next four years are so strategic. So I'm basically calling some old friends from other places, and I'm buying some books. And for the next two months, I'm going to do everything I can to learn about strategic thinking. I'm on this quest of how to do that because I'm seeing people that have made certain plans. They're not, so, they're not a 20-year plan. I've made that, and we've done it. But now they're, they're short enough that if you make some right moves now, you can, you can get a quantum leap from where you are. And so I'm on this quest for it, so much so that my wife the other day walked through Barnes & Noble's 
And she picked up this book, and she said, it's got strategic thinking on it. It's written by some professor. Your dad will like this. And they come in the house, and instead of saying, we bought this wonderful book, they said, it's got what you're studying now, so here. And, and that was their way of doing it. Like, you're going to go live in the book. Well, they're right. And about every 30 minutes, I'm saying, oh, God, this is good. This is good. I mean, I'm telling you, if you can invest your life into some things that you know are going to help your life in the end. Some people today went to lunch. They just wheeled through McDonald's, and then they sat down with some friends, and they talked about how bad everything is at the office. Those people will never grow. They'll never change their life. What you did was you said, I'm going to go and sit down and grab lunch, grab notes, be able to use those in somebody else's life and teach in my team and also in my own life. What you've said is this, I'm going to start moving ahead. And as you do, what's going to happen is you'll find that there'll be a day that all of a sudden all the things you wanted are coming to you. And those others that spent their time just complaining and not doing anything, they'll be jealous of you. And they'll say, you sure are lucky. You can say, yeah, that luck was one of those things I worked for every single Wednesday and every other time I had. But in the end, your kids and others will rise up and they'll say, wow, I'm glad you paid the price because I got a better life because of it. And you set a good example. All right, somebody's phone is ringing, so it must be time to end. Catherine, I'm going to pass it to you, okay? If you are listening to a borrowed copy of this lesson, consider becoming an Excel Leadership member. Visit our website at www.excel-leadership.com. That's xcel-leadership.com. Or call 1-800-474-9235. Each month, you'll receive an audio lesson, informative lesson outlines, an attractive library-quality storage binder to organize your material, plus an opportunity to purchase Excel Leadership mentoring tools at a discount. Don't miss out on future lessons. Contact Excel Leadership today at www.excel-leadership.com. Excel Leadership, providing you with professional leadership training.